This podcast is being published late due to family illness, but I wanted to go back and make sure we had a show for today for completeness of the archive. Coming up on podcast 1563, a massive Chinese battery factory is heading towards Europe. More cells means more cars. Stick around, I'll tell you what I know. Also on the podcast today, we're talking about a souped-up Mercedes-Benz EQS, the six Chinese electric cars that you might want to have a look at, and why Audi's ultra-fast charging tech is expanding. Those stories and much more coming up on today's podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Wherever you are in the world, welcome to EV News Daily, your trusted source of EV information for Monday 15th of August. My name is Martin Lee, and I go through every EV story, so you don't have to. Right, a bit of news about Ola. Ola Electric, the Indian company, they're going to unveil their first electric car later on today, so... If it's any good, if it's juicy, we'll tell you about it tomorrow at 2pm in the afternoon today. Ola launching an electric car in India soon. The CEO, Bhavish Agarwal, has been sharing teaser images of their upcoming EV on his official Twitter account and writing the company would make an important announcement today with a short video accompanying of a red, a red-coloured car. So that's all we know. (laughs) It's going to be red, probably available in other colours as well. I will let you know more as the week goes on. Now, let's talk Suzuki. Japanese small car specialist Suzuki has plenty of people around the world have a soft spot for Suzuki. So what are they doing about going electric? Of course, they are tied very closely to Toyota. So there'll be no surprise then that when they launch their first high-volume all-electric car in 2025, it would indeed share key ingredients with a future Toyota electric small SUV. The thing about Suzuki is that so many of those car brands that have gone EV already, there are exceptions, but many of them started at the top end of the market with large SUVs, large luxury saloons, sedans, and that's just not Suzuki's thing, right? Now, Suzuki have announced their timeline for their move into EVs. They're spending... 150 billion yen of investment into EV manufacturing. They're going to make their EVs in India because they will make smaller electric vehicles, but there's nothing really around that they can copy. Of course, they're in bed with Toyota because of the investments, and so they can't just take Toyota's technology and and make their own version because Toyota don't have any electric cars to sell. However, uh, we think that by 2025, we've seen a preview of the first Suzuki. There was a, a concept a while ago called the Futuro, or the, it was the Futuro E. But now we think that they will make their own Suzuki version of the BZ3X. So the BZ3X is going to be a smaller version of the Toyota BZ4X and the Subaru Solterra twins, um, a smaller version of that. So much more yeah, Suzuki-ish. That's good news for fans of that brand. I'll pop a link to drive.com.au in the show notes if you'd like to read more. Now, a story coming from Autoblog shows that the German tuner Brabus have been whipping up some improvements to the Mercedes-Benz EQS 450. If you thought that the rather stunning and, yes, rather expensive Mercedes-Benz EQS 450 couldn't get any better, well, the tuning company Brabus say, hold my beer. Uh, They have a new body kit, and rather than focusing on more power, because let's face it, do EVs need more power? You can't really put on a, you know, an aftermarket exhaust, change the sound of it, all those kind of things. So they've been focusing on range, which is really interesting because there's so many third-party um, 
uh, sort of tuning companies, if you like. There's the, you know, what, what do you do with AMG? If you're, you know, Mercedes, what do you do with the M badge if you're BMW? And, well, this is interesting because Brabus have worked on cars going further rather than being quicker. They take the 355 horsepower car and don't change that, but they do say that the range estimates go up by 7% at high speed. So this is kind of where the German autobahn thing comes in. So speed's up to 87 miles an hour. Uh, you can go from 380 miles of range to 407 miles of range, for instance. So what they've done is they've improved the drag coefficient of the car. It was already as slippery as hell, and that is actually the styling of the car. Some people didn't think that it was you know, up their street, but that's okay. It really is... Um, function following form in terms of the EQS, but Brabus have gone even further. They've made it as slippery as concept cars and also EVs that were on sale, like the GM EV1 or the Volkswagen XL1, which were, you know, certainly special to look at. The improvements have a new front splitter, new front spoiler, new side intakes, new wind deflectors on the wheel arches. There's a new deck lid spoiler and a new rear diffuser to tidy up all the air at the back the engineers have also reprogrammed the air suspension so when you do higher speeds on the new 22 inch wheels that they'll supply as well the whole car hunkers down even more Uh, 0.6 inch at the front 0.8 inch at the back again lower less uh, wind resistance and they will charge you 174,000 euros which is about the same in dollars, in case you're wondering. We're about one-to-one at the minute. Um, For their version of the EQS 450. Hey, it looks very, very cool, by the way. And it goes further. What's not to love? Now, let's talk about the Chinese car makers that are setting their sights on the German market. According to the Chinese website, China Daily. So again, anything that's from a website like this, it is coming from you know, from China, as it were. So it's always interesting to see where China is on this. Great Wall Motors said last week they would deliver vehicles in Germany in the fourth quarter of this year. They've got two cars coming, a plug-in hybrid under the premium brand Way and an all-electric saloon car, sedan car, under the Aura Mark. So Great Wall Motors coming to Germany with two cars entering into a partnership with a big, big car dealer group in Europe called Emil Frey. Not anything I'm familiar with or that we have in the UK, but a huge distribution deal by the look of it. They were telling reporters uh, that the dealer group, the distribution group, have been really impressed with the Chinese, the technical maturity, they say, of these Chinese products. When the two companies first discussed the possibility back in 2020, so you have a German, I think it's a German company here, uh, just saying, look, the quality of the Chinese stuff is just as good, and in some cases better. Well, NIO, um, another Chinese company, expanding into Germany later this year after entering the European market back in 2021. Norway was their first stop there. They're building a power plant in Hungary to make cells operational in September, I think, next month. Uh, that's where they're going to make, I think, their their battery packs. Uh, the plant will cover 10,000 square metres. It'll be a production area, a service centre, an R&D centre, as well as where they'll make their battery swapping technology. How many 
Chinese cars are currently here in Europe? Well, I always like to follow Matthias Schmidt on Twitter. Uh, he's a kind of uh, like an industry analyst. And he says that 16% of the 1.2 million EVs sold in Western Europe last year, 16% were Chinese imports. So if you thought that, well, you know, Europe is still around the edges of 1% or 2% here, maybe the Chinese invasion, Martin keeps talking about it on the podcast, but is it happening? It's, it's more than happened already. Almost a fifth of all new EVs sold in the Western European, a kind of expanded market, uh, imported from China. Really, really interesting. But what are the six big Chinese cars that you should be looking at? Well, I found this article floating around at uh, oicanadian.com, and I thought it really interesting. They write, technologically competitive, cheaper, and truly ambitious. Chinese electric cars are coming. Chinese manufacturers have been worrying the industry for years, but now they're here, and we've selected the six cars that mark the best in the French market. So they're looking at the uh, French, particularly the cars that you can get there. Uh, they start off by talking about the Aura. Now, the uh, Aura Funky Cat, as I think it's it was called the Aura Cat, now I think rebranded Funky Cat from Great Wall. And 100% electric car. I saw this at Fully Charged earlier this year. Quite a small car, actually. Retro design, little soft lines outside. Interior was nice, was plush. Going to be expensive, though. Um, and up against cars like the Peugeot E208, the Zoe. More expensive than an MG4. So I think the pricing for the Aura is optimistic on their part. But we'll see. Xpeng. Also in Norway with the P5, and they're now counting down to the P7 launching in Europe, as well as Norway going to Sweden, Denmark, and Netherlands with that vehicle. It's a, a Chinese sedan. Saloon sedan is the P7. So think, you know, Model 3, BMW i4 competitor. In fact, it's a bit bigger than those cars. It's more, it's kind of halfway between the Model 3 and the Model S, if I'm talking Tesla language. But price-wise, absolutely in line with the Model 3. MG, very famous British brand there. But nothing British about it. It's uh, very much a Chinese company owned by SAIC. The MG4 is coming. And they've opened the order books in France, according to this website. Now, the MG4 comes with either a 51 kilowatt hour battery or a 65 kilowatt hour battery. The small one, 350 kilometers. The big one, 450 kilometers. Uh, 204 horsepower. It will charge at 130 kilowatts, I want to say, from memory. And in France, they say that the order books have opened. Now, I went to MG Europe and went to the France, the French website, um, and I couldn't see, it still says um, either pre-register or something. I couldn't see how to order, but hey, maybe the order books are open. They're certainly not here in the UK. But the um, demonstrator cars for the MG4 for my UK listeners, I think with your MG dealers this week or next week. And so that looks like a really interesting car. Um, the press drives are happening right now. So there'll be some um, video reviews and some written articles, I think, over the next seven days or so. What about the Neo? Well, the ET7 is a sedan and the ES8 is an SUV. And they're landing in Norway already. The ET7, the saloon car, right up against a Tesla Model S. And also, this website says, don't forget about the iWays, the iWays U6. That's an SUV. The iWays U5, already available. iWays U6 is coming. 88 kilowatt hour battery, 600 kilometers of range. And again, a brand that'll be new to many people. Oh, by the way, BYD are also coming to 
Europe with the BYD seal. So 800 volts, the same batteries that will be inside a Tesla Model Y coming out of Germany. I told you about that on yesterday's show. Um, and lots of good reasons to think that actually that car could do very, very well. OK, uh, moving on, just a quickie. Oh, hey, look, let's take a quick break, first of all. Uh, we'll talk Mercedes-Benz batteries next and Audi's fast charging on the way. Stick around. Mercedes-Benz now are expanding their battery supply partnership with CATL, a new production site in Hungary, stepping up their scale of development and production of their next-generation cells and building a factory in Hungary to expand the partnership between Mercedes-Benz and CATL, which is a couple of years old now. And they want more than 200 gigawatt hours in battery capacity together by the end of the decade. Great news that Mercedes-Benz made a good choice there with Battery Partner. Uh, Audi's ultra-fast chargers are heading to South Africa. The first 150-kilowatt DC fast chargers alive in South Africa. So maybe they're a little bit behind the curve compared to other countries in SA. Um, installed by Audi in partnership with grid cars. Uh, these 150-kilowatt units, they're going to be alongside 22s, and which are AC units, 22 kilowatts, and 80-kilowatt DC fast chargers. Now... Let's talk about a couple of ways you can travel electrically that you might not have realised. The first one, what about hot air ballooning? If the idea of hot air ballooning fills you with dread because you've got to go where the wind blows, well, that's OK. There's a new hot air balloon on the market that is steerable because it's electrically powered. It has a propeller and it's good at low altitudes, they say. A low speed manoeuvring, circling and steering, all thanks to... Flydo and their vector thrust unit. Um, it's good for manoeuvring, they say, and offers balloonists a whole new level of freedom thanks to the electric motor. 10 kilowatt brushless electric motor uh, manufactured by Rotex, famous name there, and uh, that goes on the side of your hot air balloon to steer it. And finally, what about a unicycle? We almost never talk about unicycles because there, there's not much news floating around. Also, they frighten me to death. Um, however, those that have better balance than I uh, do love their unicycles. And so, why use more wheels than you really need? You just stand either side, put your feet on the little platforms, hop either side of a wheel and off you go. These electric ones can get up to quite a pace. And now, the in-motion electric unicycle, unveiling their new version with the maximum speed, fastest in the world, of 87 miles an hour. What?! <laughs> On a unicycle! Okay, so not only have you got to have, got to have better balance than I, but a bigger set of kahunas than me as well. Uh, they call it a, uh, a niche in micromobility. You're telling me, an electric unicycle going this fast? Yeah, there's very few people in the world that will give that a go. Uh, but it has a 3 kilowatt hour battery pack, 126 volt system, and uh, continuous power of... 13 horsepower or something on basically what is a, a wheel. A, a wheel with some plastic around it and you standing on top of it. Now, it is four and a half grand, four and a half thousand dollars. So, and it's 50 kilograms, which is pretty porky, says electric.co. Uh, just electric.co is their website. I love it. I'd love to see somebody riding one of those, but it won't be me.
Now, question of the week takes a wee break for a while, but it will be back. Thanks to our premium partners of the podcast, Phil Roberts of Electric Future, Brad Crosby, Porsche of The Village in Cincinnati, Audi of Cincinnati East, Volvo Cars of Cincinnati East, National Car Charging on the US mainland and Aloha Charge in Hawaii, Derek Riley from the EV Review Island YouTube channel, Richard at rsev.co.uk. They buy and sell electric cars in the UK. Octopus Electric Juice is your answer to public charging. They make it so simple with one card, one map and one app and milbrookcottages.co.uk. Five-star luxury cottages in Devon. Get yourself booked in for a pre-Christmas break. You can even charge your EVs while you're there. Have a good one, Cinemore. And remember, there is no such thing as a self-charging hybrid.